get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. If you call it hot, if you call it any word you want to use, it's a level that no place else is close. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. I'm kind of surprised we all showed up to work today now that we know Prince Charles has coronavirus. What of the crown? I heard it reported as first in line to the throne, Prince Charles. Like that, there's some sort of threat of succession thing going on there that would shake up the world like it's the year 1500. Please. Oh, my God. If the old lady does kick, Charles is going to say, oh, my God, no. Oh, no. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. It is a dimly lit room. It is within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, wiped down regularly with Clorox towels. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. America's health care workers. Working incredibly long shifts, risking disease, risking death. Taking care of their patients. God bless y'all. Um, I only bring this up because I've been in conversations in the last couple of days. Text conversations. With uh, people that for uh, either they have no choice or they've been told to, um, uh, self-imposed or not i haven't been out of their house in a very long time and i've and i've uh, told them and they have been shocked to find out anybody's out and about the people that have been holed up in their houses and again mm. for whatever reason you know i'm i'm not anti this flattening the curve thing i'm just making the point if you've been holed up in your house you may be under the impression especially uh, some of the pictures you've seen on tv or in the newspapers that there is nobody out there in the streets are bare that is not the case at all there's a lot of people ooching around oh yeah yeah um it's not like normal, but it's notable. If you're thinking it's none, you would be shocked. Right. I mean, there's there's big city traffic going on in big cities. And it's not surprising if you think of all the things that are still open. A Home Depot, a Best Buy, all the restaurants while nobody's eating in there, they're cooking the food and delivering it through the window. Yeah, at um, least uh, some folks are. We uh, got lunch from our favorite sushi restaurant yesterday, and there were three humans working there instead of the usual, you know... Twelve. All your grocery stores and pharmacies, and obviously anything healthcare is still open. That's a lot of people. I guess that accounts for the traffic. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I wonder as I'm driving into work, where are all these people going? But, all the healthcare workers, obviously. Yeah. All the construction sites are open. Oh yeah, and, all the construction stuff. You know, uh, 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 us brave little media people continuing I, yeah. to do what we do. I texted somebody last night. I said, "Man, my commute on Monday was pr- practically normal," and they could not believe it because they haven't been out of their house in ten days. Mm. And uh, we're under the impression that everybody else was doing the same. Um, there's an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal today. This is quite the debate we're having in the United States of America. Two Stanford doctors wrote an op-ed saying they believe the uh, death rate of corona is way lower than people thought ahead of time. Hmm. That the information coming out of some of those countries uh, skewed everybody's attention the wrong way. And with more data out there, it is way down closer to the flu than um than you know something that's going to wipe out two million people and that and there and therefore obviously the argument and there's a reason it's in the wall street journal the argument is that clamping down on the economy this hard is is a 
is a little over the top, given how deadly it is. Now, when you say Stanford doctors, they're Stanford University doctors. It's not like Stanford Nail Salon that's in Palo Alto or something like that. Stanford, Stanford College of Chiropractic, anything like that. Yeah. And they back it up with numbers. And that is, that's... Everybody's the, got numbers. Sure. That's the, that's the great unknown. That's the biggest unknown in this whole thing, as you keep saying, the denominator. We don't know. We don't know. What are we dividing into? What's the total number? Right. And, you know, it's the failure of our own government, our CDC and everything else that we haven't been able to test enough people to have the slightest idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many people we're talking about. The people that get tested are people that already have some symptoms for the most part, unless you're an NBA player or a celebrity that leads you to believe you've got it. There's tons of people that have it and are fine. Mm-hmm. So what's the death rate? No idea. Right. Right. Uh, on the question of government failing, a couple of notes. Number one, we recorded yesterday a an extra-long podcast with Lan He Chen, who is the Director of Public Policy Studies at Stanford University, not Stanford Nail Salon or the <laughs> College of Chiropractic, uh, with no offense to our chiropractor friends. I mean offense. Oh, boy. Uh, and, and Nobody's this, impressed by your crooked pens, chiropractors. The exactly. second thing is, if I can call a halt to the slander of our friends in the chiropractic community, uh, the second thing is we got an email from a fellow who goes back quite a way uh, into the, the, the fumblings and failings of the CDC and the federal government in general, and he makes the point quite nicely that it's not about one party or the other or the one administration no, boy, you're wrong or the there. other. You are wrong there. <laughs> well, I stand corrected. One party clearly has it all together. The other party is against humanity. Right, and as soon Puppies as we boot children. the bad guys out and get the good guys in, all our problems absolutely. will be solved and our dreams will come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, exactly. But it's absolutely terrific. We'll share that with you a little bit later on. And Gallup out today. Trump's approval rating on handling the corona at 60%. Yeah. Despite an almost entirely lined up against him media every day trying to make the argument that he's a bumbling buffoon. Utterly shameless. And he's at 60%. Heard it this morning on MSNBC. Cute little Mika. Hasn't had that one too many plastic surgery yet, in my opinion. Still looking pretty good. That's not my topic. An attractive 50-year-old woman. She is a good-looking gal, although she has uh, had some nips and tucks. So <laughs> what, what is says, Well, let's what is the need for that? Scale. What is the child, need for that? She's bleeding from her eyes, from her ears. <laughs> They're very proud of how handsome they are, that couple. You ever see their rejoins, the photos? Because the, they do a lot of taking pictures. Yeah. And it's the two of them laid back in their cool clothes in, the, in, a, in a convertible Cadillac, like from 1956. Oh, for the love You know, kind of laid back in the sun with their sunglasses. They're wow. so happy with how good-looking they are. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? So a little Mika was talking to uh, Chuck Schumer and uh, said, the, before we talk about the massive relief bill, which we'll be talking about here in, in moments, Let's talk about different styles of leadership. The president said he's going to open the economy by Easter. And the medical experts disagree. What do you think of that leadership? I can't engage. The only reason I brought up the approval rating is so you would know. I can't engage in the whole. Tr- I, I turned off the TV so many times yesterday. I wanted information and then they sent me away. You're failing the country for one thing, and two, you're helping Trump get reelected. I don't understand how you don't get that. Mm, love you're, it. you're not only failing the country, you're working against your own purposes. The average person is looking at those exchanges with the reporters and those news conferences, and guess what? MSNBC and CNN and everybody else, they're not siding with the reporter and thinking Trump's an idiot. They're siding with Trump and thinking the reporter's an idiot. Mm. That's what most people are doing. It's just a fact. It's there in the polls. 
You morons. But go ahead. Get Trump reelected. It's going to make you miserable. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. Uh, this virus, though, is causing another crisis that's going to hit us on Christmas Day. And you know what that is? We're all going to be re-gifted toilet paper <laughs> because so many people have it now. <laughs> they now, got nothing to virus, do with it. <laughs> that's right. So you're getting toilet paper for Christmas, folks. I wonder if everything is going to change after this in terms of having stores of stuff, having savings. Oh, have I got a chart about how many people have no money for this crisis? Mm, it is not good. Oh, oh, a society that lives like that cannot survive. And I wonder if this will change it, but I don't know. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Discovered a delightful new docu-series. You know, that's, people don't make documentaries anymore. They make docu-series, and mm. it's a, it's a seven-part thing. This is on the Netflix. Oh, that's, uh, it's a lot of parts. Do you remember editing? <laughs> Do we remember, you know, oh, uh, I, I, shorter is better? I would order double the amount of episodes of this one. This one is called Tiger King. This is about a, a particularly colorful fellow named Joe Exotic. Now, a lot of people may not know this, but there are more tigers in american backyards than there are in the rest of the world combined i did not know that unbelievable and and this gentleman joe exotic he was one of these big cat he had this big cat farm and he would kind of you know he would loan them out for various you know movie shoots and he he really kind of steered into the he had a blonde mullet he sang country songs he liked blowing stuff up on his property right he was just really into this thing there was a a lady who was advocating against the ownership of big cats and he didn't like her one bit. So anyways, this guy, Joe Exotic, who was recording songs and, and showing tigers over, ended up hiring a hitman to take out this lady. That's a good idea. Perfectly yeah, legit. See, yeah, you, you see the aid of <laughs> You know, that's oddly irrational behavior from a backyard tiger enthusiast. <laughs> hey, it's, uh, it's tiger. Different kind of tiger. I'm, 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 <laughs> yes, I'm only about two episodes into this, but I cannot wait to fit this thing. It could not have been... It it is beyond fiction, like the the, the sort of craziness <laughs> right. that exists oh, in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm told of rumors of a there's some polygamy later on in the series, and yeah, then I would it, hope so. it, it gets into just weird weird things. You know, and funny, this is what I do when I'm quarantined. Funny coincidence, uh, Joe Exotic was my name when I was a dancer. Yeah, like in the uh, the clubs. Yeah, when you had the mullet. Yeah. Did, oh yeah. Did you um, rock as many unbuttoned to the chest shirts as he did? Well, I started that way, but uh, <laughs> so now yeah. you got a new show to watch if you're one of those people killing time in your home quarantine. The Great Quarantine. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Wednesday, March 25th, the year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. <laughs> All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Um, I think in times of crisis. I think we all know that it's it's the it's the celebrities that we count on most. They're the ones who are going to get us through this. Right after healthcare workers, of course, uh, first responders, people who work in essential services, uh, ping pong players. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> that is one Ryan Reynolds, very funny guy, kind of a. Uh, Soft poking fun at his celebrity friends Good. doing various. Uh, hey, Good. let's let's all in this together, guys. More on that later. Singing John Lennon songs had to stop it. Is that what that was? Singing. So they reached a deal on the two trillion dollar package. That's the biggest legislation in our nation's history. Who knows what the hell's in that? We'll be looking at that a little bit later. How does mailbag? Go? I have looked deep within it, Jack. Mm-hmm. I can explain it to you. A mailbag is very nice. Wow. Uh, it, we're going to have to sprinkle it in throughout the show because the folks are really coming through with. With unique perspectives cool. uh, from the belly of the beast, awesome, etc. We got lots for you. I hope you can stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. 
Spain has now passed China. I don't know why people keep writing that. We don't actually have any idea how many people died in China, and we never will know. They're lying, lying bastards. Their number they're throwing out is almost certainly, at the very, at the best, half of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. It's probably not even close, but Wall Street Journal and everybody else. But anyway, the point is, uh, Spain's in uh, third place now, so it's Italy, China, Spain. In terms of reported deaths, again, wow. China lying. But uh, part of the problem with Spain is their active nightlife. They just can't keep the Spaniards in from uh, partying at night. Wow. Spaniards love to party, apparently. Is that not one know of those that. Uh, countries like Italy where they have dinner at 10 o'clock at night? I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to Spain, but I kind of like the music. Mailbag. <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. We're going with uh, Thomas Sowell this week. The whole political vision of the left, including socialism and communism, has failed by virtually every empirical test in countries all around the world. But this has only led leftist intellectuals to evade and denigrate empirical evidence. I hope this $2 trillion package the government just passed doesn't take us further down the road of that. Well, what's really shocking is the things they've announced that they've had to cut to pay for it. That list consists of nothing. Nothing. Well, let's see. Ah, so sitting is bad for you. Sitting in traffic is bad for you. Perching is the best way to sit. You said that today. <laughs> sitting studies. Guys, is this going to be Jack's version of Marshall's coffee studies? That's from No Name Ron. I was working on my perching all yesterday. Yep, I was actually uh, showing everybody at the dinner table last night the uh, healthiest way to sit, according to scientists. Perching. Dinner table events. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a man, not a parrot, damn it. Perching on the edge of a stool. It's good for your uh, your spine and your legs. Nice note here from Amy, whose uh, husband had to have emergency surgery in these troubled times. She said, the hardest part besides waiting for my husband's surgery to finish was seeing the faces of all those people in the medical field working in spite of the real danger that they face. Looking at them and talking to them, knowing that some would lose their lives while saving ours uh, is horrible. We remember. Uh, we need to remember the sacrifice these people are making, especially since the stupid people in charge took away their coffee maker because it might harbor coronavirus. If there was ever a time for prayer and caffeine, please. Mm. Nice note, Amy. That's a great point. Caffeine for caregivers. Nice note from, uh, can I uh, use the name? Yeah, Sharon. Uh, crazy, crazy week of should I stay at home? What is the... Uh, FMLA Expansion Act mean how do I handle my employees for safety versus paying them? Do I keep my store open? Do I close it? Ugh, I was so down yesterday. And your perspective and info were a godsend. Just thanks. No, really. Thank you. And then she sent heart and kissy emojis. Says the emojis are just for Jack. Hmm. Isn't that nice? Didn't we hear a story yesterday about some place that doesn't have enough of the N95 good masks, but it's against the rules for anybody to bring one on their own? Uh, yes. You're not allowed to bring one your own, but they don't have them at work. Right. That's the sort of thing that will kill us as a society. It, it's the sort of thing that makes me want to kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I that's know. A, that's the sort of thing that has stopped us from having all the testing kits that we need and the masks and all kinds of different stuff. That sort of attitude. Yeah, yeah, I that, know. That, that some of you, I guess, are in favor of? I don't get it. That is, that is, well, okay, we'll, we'll go, we'll go into that in a little bit later. We have a full feature, a feature ad on the lack of the personal protective equipment for the 
the professionals, but that sort of bureaucratic, let's be perfect nonsense is what got us into a lot of the trouble we're in right now. Michael, if you'd please the traditional music for the beautiful, the gentle. Oh, geez. Yes. The ancient Japanese art of the haiku. Give me structure. <laughs> Sean, it's the very limitations that set the artist free. It's the five syllables, the seven and the wow. five. This was sent along by Brian in Ohio. It's a COVID haiku. Boy, for the dullard only. <clears throat> God, I hate cooking, but I hate the COVID more. Baking a chicken. <laughs> the beautiful art of the haiku. I really needed that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, kind listener. Oh, thank you, Japanese culture. We were kind of the opposite last night. We've eaten so much stuff out of packages that we bought at the store, we all thought we were going to yak if we ate one more thing that was produced somewhere else. Mm. So we uh, we had the home-cooked food. But Yeah, excellent. We've been home-cooking like we haven't in a decade Cool at my house. Although it, we had a discussion yesterday as I went to our favorite sushi place that I mentioned, and, and they were so glad to see me, and blah, blah, blah. I thought... You know, we got to hit our favorite places for for carry out. Keep them open. We got to yep. keep everybody employed. I mean, it's an odd decision to make, but a yummy one. You, I'll admit s- that. you spending money and getting bigger will be good for the co- the economy. I'm willing to step in Armstrong and do it. And Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's been crazy, to say the least. People are buying weed like they're buying toilet paper. They think there will be a shortage. They think they'll be locked up in their house with someone they may or may not want to be with and may have to smoke their way through it. Guns, toilet paper, and pot seem to be the three things people are just hoarding right now. They feel like, what if I run out of, and it depends on your lifestyle, toilet paper, guns, or pot, on whether or not that would be the big crisis of your life. So, apparently those are the big three. I uh, was never worried about toilet paper. I have a number of guns and ammo, and I don't smoke pot, so I think I'm in good shape. But I'm a little light on ammo. I'm a little concerned about that. I'm not sure who I'm going to shoot precisely, but... I feel like I've got enough for what would happen. If it's anything bigger than what I've got, I'm probably out of luck. depends on how good of a shot you are, really. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. If it's going to outstrip... <laughs> My ammunition, which is not that much, but if it's going to outstrip that, I, I'm probably in bad shape. Right. right, you're doomed anyway. I'm not like, you know, a Navy SEAL or something. Right, man. Um. So at 1 o'clock in the morning, D.C. time, they agreed on this $2 trillion stimulus package. It's got a, all kinds of things. I didn't, nobody's exactly sure yet because they haven't had time, nobody had time to read it. Right. Uh, and indeed, the text is not known to the American people yet. So the people who voted on it haven't read it. You haven't had a, a chance to read it. You couldn't if you wanted to anyway. You'd have to be, I mean, to read these things, you'd have to be sitting down with a couple of lawyers, a couple of economists. Over the course of at least a couple of days. A couple of accountants, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Some tax professionals. You'd have a, need a bunch of different people to have the slightest idea what's going on. Over, oh yeah, over days or weeks, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And in a point of order, Mr. Chairman, they've not yet voted. They're expected to vote on it today. Sure, they just And then said it will go to the House. Sure, they just came out and said we have a deal. So unless it falls yeah. apart, they're going to vote on it. Right. Uh, here are the specifics as, as closely as we can tell. 
Since again, it ain't out yet. The point was they're going to vote on they're, the voting will happen without reading it because they ain't going to read it in between oh, last no. night and today. No, no. You, a, again, you couldn't if you wanted to. It's a hilarious notion, really. Uh, direct payments. The bill would distribute up to twelve hundred dollars to Americans in the form of a one-time direct deposit, uh, twenty-four hundred for couples, and three thousand bucks for a family four. That's you know, uh, five hundred bucks per kid. Family will be, uh, I'm sorry, the payments, not the family. The payments will be phased out based on income levels. Um, it's it starts to drop at seventy five grand, and wow. I think I heard, at one hundred and fifty per household. I heard some very persuasive conversations on why it should just be everybody. I mean, if the point of this thing is stimulating the economy, give it to freaking everybody. Yeah, put some uh, moral social pressure on people who don't need the money to spend it, and I think most people would. I would. I don't need it, mm-hmm. but you know, if you said we need this for the economy, okay, fantastic. It's like it's like when you find money, found money. I mean, it's it's the idea of oh, cool, I'm going to spend this on something silly. Mm-hmm. It'd be great for the economy. I think most people would. I, th- I if the whole point is to get the economy going, I think they should get to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I will. well, I think I think the whole point is to keep people from disaster. I don't think the point is to get the economy going. I think it's it's a stopgap to keep people from losing their houses. So that's why they're doing that. But we can talk about that more later. But spending the money at the restaurant and wherever else is going to keep people from losing their houses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. That's the point. Small businesses will get $367 billion to keep making payroll while workers have to stay home. Companies with 500 or fewer employees could tap up to $10 million each in forgivable small business loans to keep paychecks flowing. Um, which relates to the second thing, federally guaranteed loans will provide eight weeks of assistance for qualifying employers who maintain payroll. Those who meet requirements would have to would have costs such as utilities, mortgage interest and rent forgiven. Uh, so there's a whole lot of we'll lend you this money. And if you do what we ask you to, you don't have to pay it back. Hey now, which is interesting. Uh, unemployment benefits. The Democrats were pushing hard for a lot of this. Six hundred dollars per week would be added to normal state benefits for up to four months. With an extra 13 weeks of benefits, adding up to 39 weeks of regular unemployment insurance through the end of 2020, coverage would be effective as of January 27th, so that's going backwards. Through the end of 2020, now let's all keep this in mind, when at some point, it probably won't even hardly make the news, the argument is made, and we need to extend that. Uh, six more months. Right, because of the challenges of whatever's happening. And it will get very little news attention, and it will be extended for six months, and then about four months in, it'll be extended right in the middle of the election with even less coverage. Right. And the next thing you know, it's been around for years or ever. And the march toward French-style socialism, which will choke this fabulous economy to death, will have uh, continued. The deal extends to gig economy workers, by the way. Healthcare and social services, $242 billion would be set aside in additional emergency appropriations to fight the virus and shore up the safety net programs. Uh, per the AP, it'll fund public health providers, including hospitals, the CDC, child nutrition programs, food stamps, and transportation agencies for some reason. Uh, the final number for big businesses like airlines is still up in the air. Republicans are seeking $500 billion in loans. And uh, they've created an oversight board and a rule that all the loans have to be public, entirely public. They go to Congress. Uh, the measure enables individuals to defer payment of their 2020 payroll taxes until 2021, 2022. State and local governments will get $150 billion, with $8 billion set aside for tribal governments. 
Um, and they're supposed to vote on it today. By the way, the rumor that this was going to pass, among other things, is what made the stock market go up the most yesterday. It had since 1933. Moving up. Historic downs, historic ups. Right. It's a wild time to be alive. Of course, that day in 1933 was when the Great Depression ended. Oh, wait, no, no, it pretty much ended during World War II. Yeah. See, that's the, and listen, I'm not here to freak you out or anything. I'm here to make you grow up. You child. If you child, you child. If you follow the market, sometimes it tries to get going again and it doesn't quite get it. Kind of like my, kind of like me exercising. Exactly. This time we really mean it. Here we go. Not so much. Moving down. One day of pretty good effort, and then backslide the next day. Yeah, so uh, listen, it isn't all over or anything, but it will be at some point. We'll be fine. It'll it'll crawl back. We'll be fine. And uh, you know what, Jack? Here's your encouraging note of the day. I actually have lots of encouraging notes today. Good for you. Aren't you Mr. Optimist? Practically a freaking symphony over here. Uh, uh, Encouraging note is that we're getting more clarity more knowledge, and smarter strategies every single day. And the uh, CDC is finally uh, really up to speed. The testing's increasing. We need really, really, really need to do better at the personal protective gear uh, for the frontline medical professionals. Um, but uh, there's progress on that front, too. I'll get to maybe next hour a uh, reading from the Stanford doctors who are making the argument that it's much less deadly than uh, than the world thinks. And uh, that's why we shouldn't shut down the economy. I want to get testing going just to prove that to be true or not. Yes. That's why I want lots of testing. Because if we can prove that it's somewhere around the flu, well, then hell no. Let's not ruin the world's biggest economy. Right. For a year. And in spite of what the jackasses in the media would have you believe, the president said quite specifically yesterday, as did Dr. Fauci and, and Larry Kudlow, what we want to do is figure out where it's bad and where it's not bad and where it's not bad. We'll have milder suggestions for how to keep it from spreading and we'll get the economy humming again. That's the plan. If you haven't heard that, it's to be smart to understand where the hot spots are and, 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 and customize the response based on the prevalence of the disease state to state, county by county. Here's a text we got. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I'm a mother of three kids, five and under. There you go. That'll keep you hopping. Three kids, five and under. And my husband is working from home. Tonight I told my husband I wanted to run to the store and see if I could find ingredients to make lasagna. He said, you don't want to make lasagna. You just want to get out of the house. Can't two things be true at the same time? Yeah. Putting on the quarantine 50 pounds. 15 pounds, not 50. Uh, Plus, what sort of man would raise any impediment to the making of lasagna? Great Scott, sir. Shut up. Let the lasagna be baked. You're not in the mood to be alone with the uh, three kids five and under, I guess, at the time. It's worth it for lasagna. Are Uh, you kidding me? Don't pretend like you're going to the store so I get lasagna. You're going to the store for a a little decompress. I get it. Just be honest with me. That's what I call a win-win, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Yeah, it's uh, things are, I don't know. I don't know how other households are, but they're, uh, they're a little chippy at my household. I feel like, I feel like I'm complete but I am I'm getting out more than everybody else though cuz yeah. I'm coming to work. Yeah. So maybe that's it. I feel like I'm the same as I ever am for better or worse. Uh, but, and how would you describe that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, the people are down at my house. And yeah. I think it's because they haven't gone anywhere yeah. in quite a while. Yeah. I'm out every day. Um those of you who are not leaving your house, the whole family not leaving your house, how is that going for you? Our text line is 415 415- 
295-KFTC. Did a big Zoom thing uh, with my fourth grader and a couple of his friends, and I don't know. I don't know what all they did, but there was a lot of laughter coming out of his bedroom, so it seemed like a good thing for him. Did anybody hack into it and show them porn? <laughs> Didn't seem to be a problem. Okay, good. But, man, they were they were sure laughing. They seemed Excellent. to have a good time. That's nice. That's a great technology to have through this. It'll steal all your data, as we've learned, you and your contacts and the rest of it. But it's, you know, if it connects people, let's forgive. Huh. So, these troubled times. so much of it is expectations. I didn't have the expectation of that much amusement when I was their age. Oh, yeah. We had weeks off of school during snowstorms in Wisconsin where nobody left the house because you couldn't get your car started. And we had nothing. <laughs> Sometimes no TV. And I don't, I don't remember it being a super major crisis of, oh, my God, I'm so bored I'm going to die. But I had much less expectation for entertainment than call, my kids Call do. your mom and ask her. Although you're, that, that point is absolutely correct. You learn to make do. I mean, On the best go back, days. Uh, go back a, a generation before that, or a couple of generations, and the, the, the little girls had a doll, and the little boys <laughs> had a fire truck right. made of wood. Yeah, right. The, on the best days, my level of entertainment wasn't that high, so mm-hmm. you know a crisis didn't change it that much. Whereas for them, it's it's a pretty drastic change yeah. for the for the modern human. If you're used to going out to eat and the movies and the concerts and the whatever else you're doing and all the video games, what permanent changes will this difficult period bring? Is the probably hand- none? Is the handshake going away? I was thinking about this last night. the uh, The first time I'm at a, uh, I was thinking of one particular event, but the first time I had, I'm at a. A normal, everybody's in the room together hanging out. It's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if we'll ever get over it or, you know, we'll get over it very quickly. I don't know which. Are we going to be like the, the, the great, the, the great depression generation? Of course, that was 10 years. Um, where we're permanently changed in terms of saving money, worrying about germs, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But will the handshake go away, do you think? The idea of touching somebody else's hand now just seems crazy. Yeah. Seems insane. And will that ever change? Hey, there's a stranger. I have no idea what they've done. Let me rub my hand against your hand. Oh, jeez. Why why would that ever be a good idea? Yeah, but it's it's an opportunity to reach out and make real contact with your fellow Uh, human. It brings us closer together. Since hats have made a comeback, tip of the cap to everyone. Ladies. (laughs) Gentlemen. Uh-huh. So, as usual, what's your uh, COVID-19 reality? 415-295-KFTC. And the word from the medical pros uh, from their very mouths coming up in moments. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've not talked to any individual. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, you're supposed to cough into your elbow. I don't know, sir. That's, I learned that actually covering your White House. That's, that you no, did, a, actually, actually, that's true. But fortunately, I'm alone in my home. But that's okay. All right. I, I agree. You're right. You should just, it's, just, it's kind of old school to do it with your hand. Do it into your elbow. You're supposed to do it. Um, <laughs> let me. <laughs> Jake Tapper was trying to be funny there. But that was, that was a weird exchange between wow. Jake Tapper on CNN and the, and the guy running against Trump for president. Who can't get a can't get any air during this whole thing, and maybe nobody could. I don't know. I didn't want to talk politics, so I won't. 
Um, Is Jake Tapper uh, volunteered to be Joe Biden's Jewish mother? What, you don't wash your hands before dinner? (laughs) Come on, Jake. (laughs) I'm alone in my home. I can cough out in the air if I want. Unbelievable. My wife can get angry about it, but I don't know what matters to you. Um, uh, So this is famous sportscaster Joe Buck, who has got a lot of free time, as all sportscasters do, because all sports have been canceled. Yes, which perhaps mention to all of your friends who listen to Sports Talk to tune in the Armstrong and Getty Show. When did that happen? Week and a half ago? Wasn't very long ago. Yeah. When all sports got canceled? That's like a week and a half ago. Yeah, give or take. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, and it seemed like, could this happen? Is this happening? Is it a good idea? Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> As it turns out. So he's asking people to send him, what, videos of things? Yeah, it, it was specifically, send me videos of how you're dealing with the the self quarantine, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep my play by play skills sharp, and I will play by play these videos. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the first submissions, and I've just kind of cut up little twenty second. Uh, these some of these things went on for minutes. Uh, somebody set up a a racetrack made of sand and released a uh, was somewhere in the range of twenty marbles. There you go. To do a marble race in sand out in front. And now, how much time is left? My God, there's another minute of this. Is the turquoise ball ever going to be caught? That's the question. It's getting tighter. It looks like a four marble ray. Oh, we've had a we've had an accident and now the turquoise ball is behind. The turquoise ball, it's oh, a little ball. I think you editing it was a good idea. What else do we have? Uh, spoiler alert, the turquoise ball comes back and wins. It's okay. very exciting. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. We've got um, uh, <laughs> Joe Buck. Uh, here's a guy grilling some some wings on his uh, his backyard grill. Here's a guy who knows how to grill. Here's a guy who knows how to make fantastic wings. Here's a guy who is, frankly, better at uh, at all of these things than, than I ever will be or even care to be. But I will certainly be inviting Andrew Cordisco over uh, for wing night at my house here in St. Louis if he can leave uh, his deck. Uh, He's not keeping his skills very sharp. No, no, no. Do they get better? He's kind of of mailing these in. Yeah, a little Uh, bit. uh, A little bit. Here's somebody who has quite the backyard setup with a half-court basketball actual sport. Close to... A golf putting green. Okay. All right. This. Oh, this is a golf trick shot. Okay. All right. This next one is my buddy Marty Fish, who is uh, obviously struggling in this quarantine. Uh, Marty with a D, banks it off the backboard. Couple of bounces, a roll, and oh my God! Haters will say it's fake. Marty Fish, you are an amazing athlete. Does not matter the sport and these poor kids. All right, turn and pay attention to your children, Marty. They're growing up before your very eye. <laughs> That's pretty good. Wow, a trick shot off the backboard. Yeah, bounced it off the backboard with like a wedge, and then it just nice. kind of trickles into the cup. It was pretty impressive. Uh, one final one. Oh, boy. We got uh, a father and son playing on a mini indoor like Nerf hoop playing basketball. Charming. The, the, the father is playing defense. Okay, here's Adam, uh, pride of Chicago, teaching his son a lesson in life. Here we go. Let's roll it. The kid, first of all, strong shot. Kind of the uh, old school 
over the head, uh, two-handed. Whoa! Wow! Back into his face, and now Adam doesn't feel so good. Sorry, I love you. Kiss. Life's hard. Suck it up. <laughs> A lesson in life. Just you, blocks the shot right back into his son's face. My kid's playing with me on the seven-foot hoop. We're getting a lesson in life, too. Right. Huh? Right. I spent man, hours man. and hours playing basketball with my little brother in our room. Nerf ball. Nerf hoop. Oh, yeah. And I called myself Kareem Abdul Joe Barr. <laughs> and I dominated the paint. Um, uh, Back to the politics briefly. This is the worst news I've heard. And this is with everything going on in the world. Oh, wow. Brace Ber- yourselves. Bernie Sanders has agreed to have to be in another debate in April. What? Surely. Who asked for that? Against who? <laughs> Surely Joe Biden won't say, yeah, sure, I'll show up and let you take shots at me for uh, two hours. Surely not. But anyway, that's uh, currently there's one scheduled, and he's still a candidate, so that might be a thing. Bernard Sanders. Um, <laughs> there's some talk about, uh, is it a problem that Joe Biden can't get any air during this thing, or would this happen to any candidate? Clearly the most talked about Democrat in America is Governor Cuomo, Cuomo out of New York, New York. He's getting way more traction as kind of being the Democratic voice of this thing yeah. than uh, Joe Biden is. Now, you know, maybe it's because he's got actual stuff to do. Maybe it's an unfair comparison. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't. Uh, Joe is, is a weak act at this point. Everybody knows it. I still say this is a great moment for him to hide and, and hide his flaws, but. Someday he's going to have to come back out into the spotlight. 